Hey guys, this is Ash, and I just want to give an update on a recent story I shared with you guys. If you remember on episode 23, I shared with you the story of Mavis Nelson. It was the unsolved story of a 56-year-old Yakima woman who was found in a ravine near Ravina Avenue Northeast and Northeast 45th Street. She'd been living in Seattle when she was reported missing for not coming to work by her co-workers because it was just unlike her to not show up. She was very dependable. Her sister, Ernestine Morning Owl, was unaware Mavis was missing. It wasn't until she received a phone call from Mavis's son that she found out that she hadn't been seen or heard from. She hadn't spoke to her in almost two months. They had no suspects, and they reported that she had stab wounds when her body was found. And as of last week, news broke. They had a person of interest arrested and charged, and more details of what happened to Mavis. In an updated news article released on October 8, 2022, prosecutors have charged 32-year-old Charles Becker in connection with the murder of Mavis. I do want to warn you guys that this case is a little disturbing, so listen at your own risk. According to charging documents filed by the King County Prosecuting Attorney, Becker is accused of killing 56-year-old Mavis Nelson, storing her remains in a closet, and sexually violating her remains over the course of a month. Detectives said they obtained low-resolution video of two people getting out of a vehicle and the location where the remains were found. They were seen throwing something over a viaduct onto a park trail below. People on the trail came up to the horrific scene and immediately called the police. Detectives were able to obtain fingerprints from the victim's body and Becker leading to identify him as a person of interest. You see, they were able to connect his DNA to the crime scene because his DNA was already on file in the National CODIS database from a previous manslaughter conviction. So what was he convicted of before? Well, according to court records, that conviction was the death of Becker's four-month-old son in 2015. He was found guilty and sentenced to the maximum sentence. That maximum sentence was 27 months. 27 months for the death of his infant son. According to news articles, he left his son to sleep on a bear mattress with no railings in a room full of choking hazards, and his son suffocated on a plastic garment bag. So what happened was Becker laid Junior down to sleep in an upstairs bedroom around 1 o'clock in the morning before he himself went to sleep downstairs on the couch. The baby was found 10 hours later by Becker's wife, Samantha Wimberly, who went to wake the baby up for Easter Sunday. When she found him, he was on the floor near the bed, lying on his back, and appeared bluish-purple with his arms up and fists bald, eyes shut, and a plastic garment bag across his face. The baby passed from asphyxiation by the plastic garment bag sometime between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. Because Becker had no priors, he was charged with second-degree manslaughter. A terrible father who had three other children at the time, and they were all taken by Child Protective Services. And this all happened in 2015. But last week, Becker was taken into custody when he arrived to work on October 4th for an interview. He provided information that only a person who would have been involved in and had firsthand knowledge of Nelson's disappearance, her death, her dismemberment, and body disposal. He told multiple stories about how and when Mavis died and was consistent in relaying that she mysteriously died inside his apartment. He had no idea what happened to her. Becker stated they were in a consensual sexual relationship. 
He said Mavis came to his apartment on May 19th, but he had various and changing descriptions about how she died, which are inconsistent with Nelson's injuries. He said another person could have caused her death. He also said another person who has not been identified also violated Mavis's body after her death. Becker said he helped another person dismember Mavis's body. While Becker was being interviewed, CSI detectives conducted a search warrant of Becker's home. They found blood in several locations inside his apartment. And additional forensic testing will be completed to find the murder weapon. Currently, Becker remains in jail under a $5 million bail. This case is still ongoing and active. The family was able to have a proper burial for Mavis just a few weeks ago. Morningall says it was a moment of closure for the family. All three of Mavis's children were there, and they were thankful the case is moving the way it is. But Morningall knows there is still more work to be done to get justice for her sister. And I know this had to be hard for the family to hear what happened to her, but I'm glad they will have some type of closure as to who did these horrible things to Mavis. Mavis, a.k.a. Boots, will always be remembered as the beautiful, kind person she was. May she rest in peace now that justice is being served. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.